So, so if you were with us last week, uh, you know, we started a two-week series called Passion Creates Compassion. And so last week we talked about the topic basically of passion and what it's like to have passion. And passion is one of my favorite things. Sometimes it's easy for me I, on a negative side to be too passionate uh, and it gets me in trouble. That just is a negative of mine. Um, but passion does have its positive sides and the Lord has created these things. Um, and, we, and we talked about this last week. Um, but what we're going to talk about tonight, wh- wh- which I think is uh, really cool and one of my one of my probably top ten favorite things about God, which is it's going to be a hard one to narrow that down, is that passion creates compassion, right? So passion is a root word that comes from many 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 different root words, but it's built into compassion, and compassion has a, a almost a completely different connotation than passion, right? So passion is like when someone pinches you and you're passionately going to punch them in the face, (laughs) right? Compassion is quite opposite. In fact, compassion is when someone pinches you and you say, why did you feel like you needed to do that? What's going on in your life? Do you see the difference? Do you see the difference? Right? So, 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 so the thing is, is you need a little bit of both. You need a lot of bit of both in your life. A lot, just a tons of bits of it, right? So, so we're going we're gonna to read. This is one of the most, I won't say favorite because I use that word too often, but this is one of the most interesting passages of Jesus Christ um, that I, I love to study in open. We're going to break it down, and so I'll pause here and there, but here we go. So this is John chapter 11. This is called the death of Lazarus. So maybe you know where we're going here. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. Okay, real quick. So we're, we're going to get deeper into who Jesus is, but understand they're setting up the context. And this, this, this uh, Lazarus character that is ill, his sister is m- m- the woman that went in and wept over Jesus' feet and poured perfume and used her hair at dinner and anointed Jesus' feet. And this is her brother. So we, we have some people here that Jesus is extremely close with. He knows them intimately. These are not strangers. He knows these people, right? So the sisters said, sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. So they're referring to Lazarus. And they're saying the brother that you know very well is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God so that the Son of God may be gloried through it which is a very, very insulting thing to be told when your loved one is dying. <laughs> Imagine going to, to what, who, who you think is God and being like, hey, m- my husband, my wife, my brother, my mom, wh- whoever, they're dying. And then Jesus or you know, the person that in this situation is like, yeah. They're, they're not going to die, and this is going to be used for the glory of God. I think you'd be like, well, maybe you should actually just fix it now 
and stop making me sweat and feel like my loved one's going to die. It doesn't really create any confidence. You're, you, you'd be like, like if, 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 Hannah told, if someone told me Hannah was dying and I went to Jesus and he was like, well, it's going to be used for the glory of God. I'd be like, no, Jesus, heal her right now, right? You would want that immediately. And so, and so he says this, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. So he's preaching. So he hears that Lazarus is dying, so he stays two days longer as he's preaching, and he knows Lazarus is dying. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were now, were now seeking to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble before he sees the light of his world. Okay, so, so what's happening here is he already has on his mind that Lazarus is dying, if not already dead. And so the, the, his 12 disciples say to him, let's go and help Lazarus. And he, he's like, no, we're going to go to Jerusalem. And they're like, do you realize the last time you went to Jerusalem, they tried to murder you? They like threw rocks at you? Like they tried to throw you off a cliff? And you're, and, and, and you know what he says? He, uh, if you heard this. Are there not 12 hours in a day? That is the equivalent, and I'm not trying to be crass here, but that is the equivalent. Does, does not a bear a poop in the woods? right? He, because he, he's like, yeah, obviously. Uh, like, like, you're not telling me anything I don't already know. He's like, I know that I'm going to somewhere that's going to be very difficult, but Jesus, and, and this is one of the things I think that gets left out of this passage, because we, we, we'll talk about how he raises Lazarus and there's extreme compassion here, but one of the first steps of compassion is that in his compassion, he goes to a place where he's, he's hated, has been literally almost murdered to go preach good news. While his friend in the back of his mind is dying, that's compassion. Where he says, These, the, the, the amount of people here in Jerusalem need me right now. And he knows his power. I mean, he, he's God. Right? He speaks the world into existence. He's Jesus Christ. Like, he defeats death. So he's not worried about Lazarus because he knows he can just, basically, he can, honestly, he could just, like, sneeze on him and he'll raise from the dead. But he's got these people in Jerusalem and he has this compassion on them even though they might throw rocks at him. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in them. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. Interesting language, right? The disciple, the, and that's perspective. Perspective is key. Lazarus is dead to all of the people around him and his family, and Jesus is like, No, he's fallen asleep. I'll go awake him up. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant taking a rest and sleep. So they misunderstood Jesus. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. And for your sake, I am glad that he was not there so that you would believe, but let us go to him. So Thomas called him the twin. 
And so they went. And, and it, it's silly here because the, the, the disciples are communicating with Jesus and they're like, Lazarus died. And, and Jesus is like, oh no, he fell asleep. I'll go wake him up. And they're like, no, Jesus. He's like actually physically like, he's, he's dead as a doornail. Dead. They're like, Jesus, wake up. He's dead, right? Because they think that Jesus is confused. And they're like, Jesus, you're not listening to us. He is not asleep. He's dead. It must have, it must have been frustrating, right? When, 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 and I imagine Jesus was very calm because he's God. But I imagine he was like, nah, he's asleep. And they're like, no, he's dead. And he's like, nah, okay. Now, when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and, the many, of, uh, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha had heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been there, these, are, these words always get me, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on this last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. And whoever who lives and believes in me shall never die. And he says this, Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, and the Son of God, who is coming in the world. This is where Jesus' compassion comes in. When she said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying in private, The teacher is here and calling for you. So family members are, it's been four days, they're upset. Uh, it's really easy to point fingers when you have hope. Like if, if your family member is dying of cancer and you think you might have a, a cure and then someone falls through and doesn't help with a cure for the cancer and that person dies, it's very, it's very easy to be angry. Uh, it's very easy to blame and point fingers. And, and they're at that place where they're like, Jesus could, could have done this and they're angry. And Mary is, you know, locking herself up because she's like, I don't want to talk to Jesus. He claims to be this, and he, he's not this. I can understand that. That would make me angry. And, and so this is what happens. When she, went, when she said that she went and called her sister Mary, saying in private, the teacher is here and he's calling you. And when she heard it, she was quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still in a place where Martha had met him. I should raise this. I'm bending over too much. When the Jews who were with her in her house consoling her saw Mary rose quickly, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep. Now when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved. 
in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. And Jesus wept. There's so much irony here because Jesus is 100% aware in this moment that the flick of a wrist, he's going to raise Lazarus. So the irony is not that he's sad that Lazarus is dead. The irony is that he's sad that they lacked faith and that they're sad. So he sits and stands in their sadness, and he's not sad, honestly, he's not sad that Lazarus is dead. He's not. He's sad because the people are sad. So this is this thing called empathy, where he can feel what other people feel. And it leads, so empathy leads to compassion. So empathy is one of those things, we've talked about this a lot, but it's, it, it, it is one of the most powerful parts of who Jesus is. And so Jesus, he, he, I don't mean this to sound crass, but he could care less about Lazarus being dead. He cares more about the sadness of the people, and that's compassion. So let's pause here for a second. I, I, I'm definitely not going to get political, and I'm not going to mention any names or anything this at, at all. But I will say this, as Christians, regardless of anything, I mean, I, I'm being extremely broad on purpose here. Compassion is the, the language of Jesus and that we are called to be loving, kind, and empathetic towards anyone at all. Doesn't matter if, who, when, where. To be compassionate, and loving and kind to those around us. And the reason being is because Jesus taught us that first. That's, that's his language. I mean, I, I think about it all the time. Like, even child rearing. Like, there are multiple times, I think I've mentioned this, but there are times where Elliot will just, like, straight kick me right in the crotch. Just wind up. And I'm like, <sighs> and he's my son, so I'm not going to light him on fire. But, I, but, but I, you have this love for this child, and you're like, you didn't know, and I know what you're going through, and you are learning how to use your limbs and your brain. <laughs> and it's, it's that same way that we respond to those around us that are sometimes struggling and don't know the goodness of God. And so compassion is being able to forgive and understand that those around us might not have the same privilege or or even uh, biblical training. I mean, you could fill in the blanks. But Jesus has called us. I mean, do you think that Jesus enjoyed schooling all the Pharisees? He probably did. But but like, like, do you think that Jesus, like, he, he, I think it was probably frustrating for him. He's like, we've been teaching you this for 2,000 years. Like, how, how can you not get this yet? And, and so I want, I want you guys to hear the heart of Jesus in this passage, and we'll, we'll get to Lazarus in a second. 
But Jesus has called you to compassion, to, to love and forget, to, to be kind and to encourage. Because, because that, that is exactly who Jesus is. Right? Like, there, there's only a few people that I, like, fully trust in all times. The first one's Jesus. So I'm going to build my life on Jesus. The second is my wife because I married her. But the, Jesus is who I am. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying I always do it right. But if I'm going to take a template and I compare it to what's going on in the world, I'm taking Jesus' template every single time. So, so <clears throat> Mary says this, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come also saw her weeping, he was deeply moved. Jesus wept. So the G- Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could he not open the eyes of the blind but also kept a man from dying. So that person was throwing shade at Jesus, if you didn't pick that up. They were like, oh, so he can, you know, cure a blind man, but he can't make someone live again? So this person's basically mocking Jesus to his face. Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone laid against it. Think about this. This dude openly mocks God to his face in human flesh. And Jesus is weeping, and this man mocks God. Jesus is like, you want to see something? So he goes. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor. Oh man, how, how could Jesus deal with something stinky? <laughs> for he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if, I, if you believed me, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. They were probably like, all right, Jesus, Whatever. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you. You have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! The man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips, and his face wrapped with cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Compassion, understanding, kindness, love, and power just occurred. Sorry if I broke your ears. But, but, but can you imagine Jesus standing at that tomb? They roll it. I don't think he was like, Lazarus, come out. No, he probably was like. 
And, 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 we, and we see this. He's been weeping. He's been mocked. And he has this compassion. And people have doubted him. And even those he loved most that he's been with, the 12 didn't even believe that he could do it. And he was like, what? Like, of, of course I can. He's like, I was doing ministry over here and someone died. My best friend died. I, he's like, who, who do you think I am? And he asked that, that exact question multiple times as we finished the gospel. Who do you think I am? And he's like, I, like the, the disciples doubt him chapter after chapter. And he's like, did I not just raise Lazarus the dead? They were like, no, he's too stinky. So, so I speak this over your life. There might be people in your life that feel a little bit like Lazarus where they've been in a tomb for four days. Uh, and, or, there, or there might be people that are like Martha who just doesn't want to talk to Jesus because she's upset that he didn't stand up to his, her standards of what he, she thought he could be. You know, it's, it's, it's easy to be let down, right? It's very frustrating to feel like someone didn't stand up to what your standards were. But Jesus demonstrates compassion. I, I, I really want that to permeate your heart. I really want that to like sink in. Because our, our God is compassionate. You, you, you know, I, I am, I, I, I'm in debt in, in terms of my sin. I have fallen short. I mean, the Bible tells us that. I, I am not perfect and I have sinned against God in my life because I'm a human being. I'm a fallen human being. And yet my God has compassion and has saved me. And that's one of the, it is the most beautiful thing about God is that even though I'm in debt, I'm set free and that his compassion has made me new again. That's compassion. All right, let me pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for tonight. Thank you for our students. Thank you that we could have a discussion and open your word. Lord, I, uh, I pray for good life group discussions and I pray for uh, honesty and the fact that we can get to know each other better and move from there. Lord, I pray these things in your name. Amen.